Well, uh, yesterday we, uh, today's Tuesday, yesterday we recorded about 40 minutes worth of podcast material. Um, and I guess it was pretty subpar and no one was supposed to hear it. Yeah. God said, nope, yeah. they can't hear that. Leah was like, I'm too tired. I don't want to come in. Yeah, Actually, Leah wasn't even on that. Leah one. was not on. That's it. what it is. The Lord, the Lord was <laughs> like, right. we need Leah on this. Yeah. Hey, maybe he was honoring my morning. I was spending extra time with him, and so uh, I told yeah. the guys I couldn't come in. That's what that's <laughs> what they always say. Uh, but and then Seth, uh, Pastor Seth, left this morning or yesterday. He left right after we recorded the podcast and we had a little meeting together. Um, left to go to a retreat with with some other pastors, and so he got there and he was like. Hey man, so all the stuff that we recorded yesterday, it did not actually record. So I'm gonna go ahead. I'm gonna need y'all to to record a podcast. <laughs> and uh, luckily, Leah's here this time. But Hello. it's it's kind of Thanks sad that uh, Pastor Seth isn't our fearless leader. Fearless leader. So, but today's gonna be good. Yeah. Uh, Leah, what uh, what did you do yesterday? Let's see. Yesterday. Spent some time with the Lord, spent some time with you guys. <laughs> I got to catch up with one of my best friends on the phone for a while, and that just made my heart just so happy. So it was a good day, full of people. Nice. Andrew. Hmm, man, I had a really good day. Um, went golfing. Wow. Yeah, played a little par three nine hole. How'd you shoot? Uh, 36, which is not good on a... Part three now. <laughs> and you got some pretty cool news yesterday what happened when you when you pulled up to school what? to pick up seven up? Seven what? up. You were you, you were know, fourth in line. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that wasn't good news. That is good news. Uh yeah. That was cool. She was very excited. She was one of the first kids out in she could Explain see my truck. That's what not that good means. news. What do you mean by <laughs> Explain that? Explain to Leah like <laughs> that, that is. He was just in line to pick up his daughter. Well, so the line gets crazy all the way out. I mean, you could you could wait in line thirty minutes. Oh wow! And so seven is always you know they're sitting out there. They have a covering, but they're under the hot, you know, mm -hmm. this hot awning. So she's always like, "Daddy, can you please get here earlier?" <laughs> and so I made it a point yesterday to be able to get there early. And so. She gets out There's of school at eight, three. She gets out right at three, but people start lining up at like one forty-five. That's crazy. <laughs> I know the teacher was like, I mean, I don't know, but I got there really early, around two, a little after two, and uh, I was the fifth person in the line. So there's wow. eight spots that you can like pick kids up, mm -hmm. and so I was in the fifth one, and so seven could see me as soon as she walked out, and she was so excited. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. Well, this weekend, Pastor Seth talked about he had a shorter message, which was amazing. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it was, it was a, it was a great, it was a great word. And you know, one thing that we've been talking about is like, so less, yesterday was life group launch, which is just a, a weekend where it's a short message. And in in our foyer area, we have a lot of tables set up to where people can join groups and uh, get involved in small. <laughs> Sorry, <things. laughs> headphone just rammed into the mic. <laughs> well, they uh, they they get into small groups and and it's it's just a super cool time. Um, but one thing that you know Pastor Seth was talking about was like, I just feel like every time that there's we have live group lunch, the message is always like 
almost like a copy and paste. Mm-hmm. And he's not like a a copy and paste kind of guy. So, uh, but he he truly felt like the Lord was like, it is a copy and paste because it never changes. Yeah, like, and it's that important. Right. We need to hear it every single time. Yeah, and people mm-hmm. need to like always need to know that how important community is. Mm-hmm. And I don't know about y'all, but even if I know it, like in my heart of hearts, I go through seasons where I act like I have forgotten. Right. Where I'm like 100%. not as close in community. And then I wake up one day and I'm like, ugh, why does life feel so bad? And I'm like, oh, wait. That's my entire Christian journey. <laughs> I feel like that's like every aspect of me being a Christian is me constantly forgetting things that mm-hmm. should be just like, you know, commonplace. Yeah. It's in, like with that first, it's like, I don't do what I should do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I know that's, you know, that can, that's used typically in, in another circumstance in terms of like sin and stuff. But I mean, it's true. Oh, yeah. Well, and it's like I judge people in the Bible pretty harshly. About, like, how did you forget? Like, God just told you two chapters ago, but it's like, well, that was like maybe four years ago, but we're reading it so, you know, linear. Right. Yeah. And it's like, man, I do that <laughs> all the time. Like, I do that for, like the next day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. You know? Well, yeah. And it's like, you, I don't know. Yeah. The longer that you're just trying to, you know, be a Christian and follow the Lord and, and the longer you're trying to stack like days on top of days with like being obedient, like following, you know, uh, the way of the Lord, right. <laughs> I don't know else to say it, yeah. the more you realize it's hard to be consistent. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, that's what I think about that. It's like, there is something to be said for being consistent. Yeah. I mean, I, so there's a, a pastor at our central campus uh, or one of our central campuses that that said this this phrase and Pastor Seth talked about it yesterday. It says community is vital and isolation is fatal. Yeah. What do you think about that, Leah? I think that is so true. Um, and just like I see fatal as a very like harsh word, and it that's what it is. It feels harsh, mm-hmm. um, and like isolation feels harsh. And so, like, that's not where I want to be, you know? Right. And he was, he was yesterday on our podcast <laughs> that, that wasn't recorded. <laughs> the one that didn't record. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he was talking about how Pastor Dale, uh, who, who said that, he is actually pastor over what we call our region ministry, which mm-hmm. is like addiction recovery and, and stuff like that. And he said this because in that realm of things with, like, addiction and, and drugs and, and all of that stuff, when you are isolated, when you aren't like surrounded with community, then like oftentimes like we've, I know that every single person here and I know of a lot of people that have, because they've isolated themselves, they've literally died because they, yeah. they didn't have that accountability or whatever. Mm-hmm. But Seth said uh, Hebrews 10, 24 through 25 It says, and let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together, as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another. And all the more you see the day drawing near. What do you think about that, Andrew? Yeah, I mean, I I think that there have been times in my life where I have had someone, a friend, to spur me on. Uh, I think another translation of that says spur. Mm-hmm. That's on, or, yeah. you know, and, uh, 
I just think about times in my life where I've had somebody in my life that's a good friend and the light bulb moment that a, a switch flipped on when you're hanging out with a friend and it switches to a superficial conversation or right. just a ridiculous car, you know, it's like laughing, whatever, but you get into anything spiritual. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. That's good. And I just remember the first few times that really started happening to me was in college when I, I got some really good godly friends in my life and it threw me off. Like when we're like not at church and we're talking about spiritual things and like right. it went to a spiritual level in just a everyday conversation. And that's what stands out to me when I hear that is that I think a lot of people have a lot of friends and maybe even a lot of Christian friends, but are we spurring each other on in spiritual things and in conversation? Yeah. Are you allowing it to go being vulnerable in, in a spiritual way with each other? Yeah. And I think thinking about that shift that you feel, cause I, I feel that too, but it's, it's like Matthew 18 when it says where two or more are gathered in my name, I am with them. Yeah. And like, I think that's exactly it. Like when yeah. we are doing exactly what you said, like spurring each other on towards love um, and towards the things of God, like God promises he is there with us, mm-hmm. yeah. which is so cool. And we can like feel it tangibly. Right. And it, it like, it, it's so, it's so crazy. Like, you know, you have those, those surface level friendships who the conversations look like, you know, how's that weather? Mm-hmm. You know, how's, you know, it's, it's super hot outside. It's starting to have those razorbacks. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I mean that, that like, and that's the end of the conversation, yeah. but whenever you get to that next level of friendship or even even cultivating that friendship, and we'll get into that in a second. But it's like, okay, like, how are you doing? Oh man, I'm I'm doing great, you know. But then and then you ask them again, you're like, no, like, how are you doing? Like, asking those harder questions, like how one of the most one of the questions that I've heard people ask me, and and I've asked other people that have like, okay, the, our friendship is changing, is like, hey man, how's your marriage? Like that's like a mm-hmm. that's like a whole nother level of things. It's like, okay, this is you know, this is actually gonna sharpen me. This is gonna make me grow. Yeah. And I don't know why, like we compartmentalize and it happens with church too on a Sunday. And I love that Seth has always since day one said it's Monday through Saturday. Right. And less about Sundays because we compartmentalize church in the same way that we do our friendships and our conversations where mm-hmm. I had a dinner last night with some people that it was, we were laughing, we yeah. were talking about just life, and then we were also talking about spiritual things, and I just had this picture of that's exactly how Sundays are, where we can easily compartmentalize it, but how much better is it if we take that with us to our jobs or with us mm-hmm. wherever we're running around doing errands, right. <clears throat> and in our conversations with our friends, same way, don't just compartmentalize spiritual conversation it should be integrated in every part of our life so it's just when we get together that's just it's woven in we're Mm -hmm. laughing and we're talking about spiritual things and it's Mm -hmm. just a it's almost like a a high like to be Uh honest i mean it's it really is like an amazing thing when you have godly community and godly friendships spurring each other on and Mm -hmm. and seth even mentioned about sparks flying in a relationship and meaning because there's friction and you're sharpening and that can be a wonderful thing. Uh, hey, man, I saw this in, in your life, 
you're like, oh yeah, I need to get better at that. What have, what have you done? You know, it's mm-hmm. like, right. it's not even negative. It's just this wonderful way that I think relationships are supposed to be, but we compartmentalize with our friends. It's like, oh, we talk about spiritual things on Sunday or at group only. Right. There were four things that he said yesterday, things to not lose sight of in terms of, of building a community and what that looks like. And if, you know, I just want to say, like, if y'all are listening to this and you're not in a, like a biblical community, like find one. And if, if you're, if you're not in Arkansas, you're not at our church, that's okay. But there, there are people around you that, that also desire that. They mm-hmm. also crave that. But if you are at our church and, and you want to, like, sign up for a group, find some community. But those four things that, that he talked about not losing sight of is don't lose sight of the gospel. Don't lose sight of meeting together. Don't lose sight of encouraging each other. And don't lose sight of eternity in heaven. Mm-hmm. And he talked about how everything in life, all the relationships, you know, everything that we have that is worthwhile is uphill. What does that mean, Lena? I think it means that um, good things and things to use your word, that are worthwhile are going to be harder and there's going to take effort. I'm reading a book right now that um, the author said, being a, t- being a disciple is being a learner mm. and learning takes effort. Yeah. So that's like the same in, in all of this. Like being a good friend takes effort. Um, we all want a good friend, but being right. a good friend is also necessary to have a good friend. Um, so it all takes effort and it's all that picture is so clear of like, it's uphill. We're walking, we're, we're using energy to do all of this. Um, and it's not just a coast, you know? Right. First Thessalonians two, eight Thessalonians, Thessalonians, Thessalonians. first Thessalonians. (laughs) (laughs) It says, so being affectionately desirous of you, we were ready to share with you, not only the gospel of God, but also our own selves, because you had become very dear to us. Everything worthwhile is uphill. And the one of the last things that he talked about yesterday, and I want Leah to talk about what, what she brought to the table in terms of she spoke at our, our morning prayer last week, uh, but he said, forge life-giving godly relationships. And Andrew just talked about it a few minutes ago. It was like, it's so easy to to have these monotonous relationships and where it's, you know, there's there's nothing. And, and some people say even like, oh, why would you have to forge life-giving godly relationships? Like, they just come into your life. But the ones that are worthwhile, the ones that are like truly going to help push you closer to Jesus, typically aren't the ones that just fall in your lap. They're like... Yeah. You know, you meet them and, and you grow with them and, and you do things that sharpen each other. But, yes, Leah. Yes. What was that one thing that you said at morning prayer on Wednesday? It was 6 a.m., so That I was one thing. Tired. Yeah, yeah, you remember. <laughs> I actually don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> you said about. one good thing, Leah. I talk Think about, about a lot it. Of one <laughs> is the everything is, everything oh, yes. is meaningless. Okay, so I was talking about... Ecclesiastes and um, how Solomon talks over and over about um, the phrase he uses is everything is meaningless. 
Um, Semi-depressing reading that. Oh, totally. <laughs> and I think it's like, supposed to be. Yeah. Because he has gone through life, seen it all, yep. rebelled, attained made bad it all. Choices. Yeah. Yeah. He has had all the wealth. He knows so much. Um, and he's like, yeah, everything's meaningless. <laughs> um, but the one thing that he says is in um, chapter four, he talks about community and relationships being important and things that we need. Um, and just reading that, like that was not lost on me that like if everything else is meaningless, but relationships are important, like, gosh, I'm going to lean into that. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's good. So what what you said exactly for words, it was so good and so strong. It said everything is meaningless, but godly relationships are meaningful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think I think a lot of people that, you know, could be listening to a talk like this. Yeah. And being like, yeah, I've been around church a long time. Yeah, I've had church, godly community, whatever you want to call it. Like, um, I think getting it actually right in a relationship is way different than just having been around church and having friends. I don't know if I'm saying that well, but actually having godly community, if you actually have a friend that, that that is happening with is completely different than just having some church friends. Right. And so I think a lot of people have been around church or they've been in a group or they've tried, you know, whatever. And it's, it's been a counterfeit of that. Yeah. Maybe because either I wasn't being the Christian I needed to be in that relation. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. cause it really takes both, both. (laughs) 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 We were talking about me saying both with an L instead of both uh, the other day. But it takes both people, yeah. mm-hmm. like, being on fire for the Lord for that to happen. And I think a lot and of being times... being authentic. And being authentic. And so that's kind of a rare thing. Right. Yeah. And so I think the culture at our church, we're all so excited about it because we are, just have a big group of people that are authentic and are on fire for God. And so it's just, like, rolling right now with, like, the groups and everything. Yeah. It, but, also, it almost makes it awkward for people who aren't that way. Yeah, coming yeah. into our church and if be like, not authentic, and right? <laughs> you're like, "Hey, bro, what are you doing?" Yeah, yeah. So I think a lot of like, if you're listening to this and you have maybe had a counterfeit of it, and you're like, "Yeah, I've tried that before, but it's not what you're talking about." It may have just been a counterfeit. It may yeah. not have actually been because I know in my life I have been a counterfeit fit for it. <laughs> I have been a counterfeit to my friends who I think were seeking that, and I wasn't holding up my end of it. So right. it's like, keep trying, keep yeah. seeking it out. I don't know if you yeah, have thoughts on that. I, yes, because you're spot on. And I just want people to know that if you feel like you're trying and trying with friends and it's just not getting anywhere or community, there is better out there for you. Don't give up. Amen. Because I have good. been in that zone of like, even if I was seeking the Lord, there have been seasons in my life when I felt like, okay, I'm seeking the Lord and I have all these great people around me, but our relationships were not nearly at all rooted in Christ or rooted in right. in truth. Mm-hmm. And they just crumbled. And mm-hmm. I was like left sitting there like, what did I do wrong? And right. I was so sad. But then I, it took me probably over a year to look back and say, oh, those were not friends that were like rooted in good community and truth and the Lord. Sure. Yeah. So I That's don't know. Good, I just want people to know there is better out there and God wants good relationships yeah. for us. Amen.
And next week, we are back to Jonah. Yeah. Miss that guy. Yeah. Bring him back. Miss the him. guy ready to dive deep <laughs> into the belly. <laughs> Pastor Andrew, would you pray? Sure. God, I just thank you for today. I just thank you for what you're doing in our church and through many churches, capital C, as Seth says, in this region um, and all over the nation, God, all over the world. And we just pray that whoever's listening to this right now that may be in a place or in a season or they've they've come through some relationships where they were wanting biblical community and they were wanting um, what we've been talking about and it just hasn't been working out. God, I pray that you would just direct our steps and uh, direct their steps. God, your word says that the steps of a righteous man are ordered by the Lord. I just pray that you would put people in our past, put friends in our past, and then also give us just the daily discipline to hold up our end of friendships. Maybe we have people in our life that would love this type of biblical community and, and they just need us to step up and maybe dig a little deeper in conversations and not just be on autopilot with our friendships, but actually have meaning and, and purpose behind it when we meet that it wouldn't be forced or it wouldn't, it wouldn't be um, any kind of robotic kind of thing where we're just asking questions or whatever. It would just be intertwined in our lives that are, that there would be no separation or compartmentalization of our spiritual walk with you and our Christian walk and our relationship with you and our friendships with our family and our friends. God, I just pray that for everyone listening to this, for that you bless everyone and their families in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Amen.